Hello, yes, and welcome to the inaugural Dropkick Discourse podcast. You're joining us right now for the pilot episode, so if you're here, well, you're already effectively considered a veteran because, well, you've already joined us from the first episode. So, hey, congratulations. We certainly hope you'll stick around with us, be entertained, and enjoy the ride. We aim to have fun here and present a laid-back, personalized approach to things happening around the world, as well as the interesting observations we make personally in the day-to-day. My name is Tom. I'll be one of your hosts for the show, as well as the other two gentlemen beside me. Uh, And I very much use the term gentleman kind of loosely, as we are quite the merry little band of idiots. But, uh, well, that's kind of why we're here, and that's why we're doing the show. So without further delay, I'll uh, throw it over to these guys to introduce yourselves. Uh, My name's Jack. And I'm David. Probably the uh, merriest of the band of idiots, I would say. Um, In the top three. At least top three. In top three. Mm. Especially since, you know, you are of English heritage and you are therefore... Top two. Yeah. That's we'll right. make it top, definitely top two. And yeah, honestly, it's a bit of a liability we're sometimes. Born, we're born in the in the sort of time when Mad Cow was sort of a thing. So you are mm. a Mad Cow. You yeah, know what, mate? You might have actually clinched first place. I, I, I think, so. think so. You might have been right all along. Yeah, look, I've always maintained that I'm a bit of a Mad Cow and... Uh, yeah, I there's, think there's a living proof. Yeah, exactly. I think I think we settled it. Well, there we go. So before we get into anything else, uh, I guess I should just quickly gloss over the sort of general format that we have in mind for the shows. Uh, most of the show will centralize around a specific topic. However, there will be a couple of smaller fun segments uh, that we'll also do in addition. Uh, the smaller segments will be semi regular and they'll uh, be changed out from week to week, depending on how we program things, uh, depending on audience feedback and demand. So that leads me into my next point. Now, we very much love the idea of having heavy audience involvement in our show. Uh, We'd love you to jump in and say your piece. So if you have anything to add uh, to something that we might have previously spoken about, or indeed if you also have something you'd like to hear us jabber on about, then by all means, drop us a comment on any of our social media pages. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Discord, uh, which we will keep updated with fresh invite links, as well as Twitter. Uh, And you can find us on Twitter at the handle, the OzDropKicks, the Oz being spelt A-U-S, the OzDropKicks. And you can find us on any of the other ones just under the show name. So in terms of the Discord server, we've uh, created a couple of handy channels. One where you can see regular show updates from any one of us, uh, as well as a channel for our members to connect with each other in a general chat area. Uh, on top of that, we also have a channel where people can drop in their ideas for topics. If you find anything out there that's hilarious and interesting that maybe you think we should talk about, you know, it's, a, it's, always, a, it's always a great idea for people to jump in and, and sort of have their say as well. We, we like to think that, as I said, it's a... It's, it's a community-based thing. Yeah, it's a two-way conversation. Well, a thousand-way conversation if you could, if well, you consider true. the three of us and then you know true. several other people as well. I was, yeah, yeah. So, don't you dare leave all those people out of this. That oh, is I'm not sorry. the community. I'm sorry, listeners. After. I'm sorry for leaving you out. I'll I'll do my best to include you. So, uh, so that's basically uh, so that's basically what. Uh, what we're sort of about and and the in the modes in which you can reach us so without further ado uh i, was, I guess we'll start uh, getting into into the next subject okay so as you guys know and uh, by the time this goes up uh we would have had a few days since valentine's day now you know that's everybody's very well familiar with that and uh the sort of expectations that uh, people might have on them uh you know everybody's very focused on the giving of gifts and whatnot. Chocolates. And it's a very caring time. Roses, cards. Yeah. All that stuff. Hugs, kisses. A worthless lottery ticket. Yeah? Have yeah. you received that personally? 
Uh, well, actually, many times. I've received scratchies, uh, you know, in Christmas cards and stuff like that from relatives that often bear no fruit whatsoever. Hmm. I still have scratchies from yeah. Christmas that I haven't scratched. Yeah, I, I, I've only done the lotto once, and uh, it was a syndicate thing out at work. Put 20 bucks in. I think I won, like, three bucks. And I was like, it's just not even worth my time going to the, like, news agents to claim this. I just could not be bothered. I was like, three bucks? Sick. I did a lot of syndicate at work once, and... I think it was like five or ten bucks a week, and after about fifteen or so weeks, with no returns, I just I took myself out of it. It it just more of a pyramid scheme than anything yeah. else. I think <laughs> yeah, it was more of a pyramid scheme. It was just five bucks in, and every every week it was like, oh, we didn't win, and that just went on forever. And then suddenly someone's bought a new car at the uh, at the end at of the, the year. office. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> new convertible. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Well, you know, you should check those scratches. You could be sitting on 250K right now. You never know. I think I got 20 out of them total. Sick. I think I gave them to someone else to scratch. Yeah. But yeah, they, that's very they, then, they then felt too guilty about having the 20 bucks, so they gave it back to me. <laughs> and I've <laughs> never like, taken them anywhere. It's like, that's got to be so awkward, though. If you gift a scratchy to someone and they win like $100,000, do you give them a little bit? Yeah. Give him a beer. Uh, yeah, if you gave me a scratchy, I, I'd give you a little bit on the side. Like, feel like there yeah. has to be a bit of a cut there. Yeah, a little bit. Like, I'd feel super guilty. Just yeah, one sick. You can't have any. I'll you, enjoy my Lamborghini. Did, but would it be like? Just, a, would it be like a finder's fee? Yeah, just give him back the value of the ticket. Like <laughs> <laughs> if it's two bucks. Yeah, no. Oh, look, man, fair's fair. Yeah, it's cruel. Or just give him a lotto ticket back. And yeah, then, <laughs> yeah. It might be a little cruel. But as they say, you know, famous songs, you've got to be cruel to be kind. You do got to be cruel to be kind. You do. So in the light of, you know, Valentine's Day, my eyebrow was raised a little bit um, when I came across an article on the mirror.co.uk uh, that really ties into the theme of Valentine's and maybe what's expected of people uh, in partnerships. So the title reads, Man Blasted After Being Upgraded on Long Flight as he left his wife behind. And the article is as follows. A man has been blasted after admitting he accepted an upgrade to business class on a 12-hour flight as he left his wife behind in economy. That's never a good idea. No. Like, was this actually specifically on Valentine's Day as well? Or I don't uh, I don't believe so. Yeah, well, I was going to say, even worse. Even worse. I don't believe it was. So sharing his story anonymously... The man said that his wife wasn't too happy with him as they had planned to sit next to each other for the whole flight. But unknown to his wife, the man had already accepted an upgrade and didn't see a problem with it as it was an overnight flight and they'd both be asleep anyway. Now, let me just break this up for a second and just say that is very, very typical male logic. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, right. Everything... Thinking in the premise, not romantically. Yeah. In the premise, the setup sounded like, hey, look... We can. It's a surprise offer. You can take it. The premeditation in him going, but we'll be asleep anyway. Yeah, is the best not bit a of good that call. story. Uh, you better hope that bed, like business class bed's comfortable, because he ain't sleeping in the bed when he gets home. He's on the couch for the next few weeks. That's right. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, That's maybe, the best, probably the best sleep sleep he's gonna have in a long time. I tell maybe, you. Maybe it's like an upgrade. I mean, you know, if it's a comfortable enough couch, it could be like the home business class. Probably not. Yeah, I would <laughs> say probably not. Yeah, I'm trying. You know, I'm, Every I'm, I'm, I'm trying, to be, I'm trying to be positive for him. You know, he shared the story online and asked others for their opinion, and was soon inundated with comments from people who said he was in the wrong for leaving his wife. I think that's taking it a bit far. It's not like leaving, leaving. 
It's yeah. a yellow card offence. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not yeah, it's not a red card offence. It's not it? a red card. It is it is a bit on the nose though. It it is not stop we need to have a serious discussion. This might have shaken the foundation of our relationship, but this is definitely a Yes, I can kind of see the humor in it, but if you tell that story in front of me, I'll kill you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a story you only tell in front of your friends. It's not. That's he's right. never going to live that one down. I'll oh, tell, absolutely. Yeah. He'll not. be reminded of it every time they have a little tiff. Mm. It will be drawn out. That'll be that'll be the lady's trump card. It's a good one. I'm cool with her having it too. It's not unfair to you. No, well, yeah, no. It's that was a a bit, a bit of a mistake on his. On his behalf. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I think, you know, when you consider all these things, it, it is kind of in poor taste. Look, it's not It's not in good taste. I haven't flown much in my life. I've only ever been in an economy, and it does suck. It also, yeah, it does suck when you're tall, yep. cramped. Because we're not little. Those business classes, oh, what I would pay, what I would give to sit in a business class flight, always. I remember oh. how painful it even was, you know, all those years ago when we did the flight to Los Angeles from Sydney. Yeah. And that was, uh, you know, what, a 13, 14-hour flight in, in cattle class, and that can be punishing. Yeah, yeah, particularly when your knees hit the seats in front. Actually, speaking of knees hitting the seats in front of you, I did take a flight from uh, Hong Kong to Shanghai a few years back, like 2012, something like that. It was a long time ago. And it was a midday flight. I thought, you know what, it's cheap. It was with... Dragon Air, I think. So like just Chinese internal airline kind of thing. Pretty cheap flight. And I thought, yeah, it'll be good. It's only an hour of flight. Oh, I'll tell you. Chinese businessmen, Chinese, without being stereotypical, they're pretty short. And I'm pretty tall. I'm like six foot three. Taller than your average Chinese man. Definitely and it, taller. And it and it showed in the seats. Takeoff and landing. I sat like almost completely sideways with my legs in the actual little footwell. Thankfully, for the rest of the flight, there was no one sitting in the row next to me. So I just sat across the row with my feet on the chair. There was absolutely no way I could fit. I almost couldn't stand in the little aisle between the seats. Like, it was ridiculous. Uh, I was like, I, this is the most cramped airplane seat I'd ever been on. Now, it's, that's funny as well because um, that's not the only airline I've heard of that's kind of like this. And certainly not from the same, you know, carrier country as well. And... The case that I take in, in, in that regard is I remember a trip that my parents went on um, when they were over in Europe between Greece and Italy. And uh, and I remember my dad saying to me that it was the same on flying Alitalia. Mm. Uh, and so, I don't know. I don't know. Are Italian people fairly short as well? I've got no idea. Don't, Smaller than don't us. Know. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I think maybe I'm just abnormal. Kind of tall, kind yeah. of big. You're so, a large man, but I think on average, where all three of us crack six foot. And I don't, I wouldn't say the average male height anywhere is six foot, except yeah. for some exceptionally tall areas. Mm. Like so, Denmark or, or somewhere, like I think it's Denmark. Yeah, and possibly a few African countries too, where yeah, people so, are very some tall. Of the European countries. But we can suppose that yeah. a budget airline is probably built to the. Smallest average human size yeah, oh, you can find on definitely. the internet. They would Google definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And just pack as many as they. The can. The Google in. search would have gone. What is the average size of size of a human male? Would have gone. The average size is between five foot seven. And they go. We're done. We've yeah. seen enough. Yeah. <laughs> we'll stop there. We'll stop. They must there. have designed the trains that way <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, like, they're heads, <laughs> yeah, heads getting in and out of trains. Oh, I felt so bad when you're holding on to the little bar and everyone else is in your armpit essentially, and you're like this. <laughs> 
really sucks for them. Especially <laughs> a bit. The two interns yeah. are sitting in front of the computer screen. They're like, if we could only figure out what the word between means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're on this. So who, someone's on this yeah. tiny aeroplane. Yeah. So so dad and mum are on this plane, and they're flying between um, what was it, Rome and Athens, and. He reckons it was one of the most uncomfortable flights he's ever taken. He was cramped. He reckons his legs were just about sideways. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how he feels. And further to that, that wasn't the end of his gripes either. <laughs> because I think at local time when it took off from Rome, uh, it was about 11 or 11.30 in the morning. And so dad, being the classy man that he is, he flags down one of the stewardesses on the way past and he goes, can I grab a red wine? And they looked at him like they'd, like he'd shot their mother or something. And they were very, very confused. And he thought, what's wrong with that? You know? Because he's like, I'm on holidays, man. What's I can drink whatever I want. It's 7.30 in the morning <laughs> and I want some wine. <laughs> uh, don't, don't, don't Italians have red wine for breakfast or is that just Australians? Can't it's me on Christmas. <laughs> so I can't say I've had red wine for breakfast. I've definitely had beers for breakfast. Yes, on, on more, than, more, than one, more than one occasion. I love a good breakfast beer. Yeah. We, we swear we're not alcoholics. Liquid bread. <laughs> right, so he's asked for red wine. What happened next? So there was a bit of a uh, kerfuffle and they did sort of say, well, uh, we're kind of not up to the part of the day where we're serving that anyway. But they said, look, no worries. And I think they actually sorted him out. Or him a sneaky. Yeah, that's right. Just a just a sneaky red on the side, mate. But, but yeah, so, <laughs> so he was a little bit surprised by that. But uh, it did sort of, that sparked off in my memory when you were talking about the, the sort of, the space in certain mm. uh, carriers' economy seats. I have an aeroplane story, and it involves a European budget airline as well. Uh, the airline in question is Ryanair. Well, if you gentlemen have any experience on Ryanair. I haven't. I, I have don't, heard but many stories. Yes, I've also heard stories. Right. I, have, I don't have first Nor do experience. I. So this is a second-hand experience. But at university, I lived with a man who'd done a huge amount of travel in his gap year. And we were talking about the weird behavior that people have when they clap after the airplane lands. And it is quite a ridiculous behavior. The trained ah, yes. professionals, of course, it's going to land. It's it's kind of part of the deal. That's right. In this case, they they had all been sitting on the plane for quite a while. And their pilots were on. The engines had just clicked on. And then suddenly the air hostess says, okay, we're experiencing a slight difficulty. There might be a bit of a lay. There's a shuddering bang. And then... Everybody looks to the left, and the wing has snapped and fallen completely from the side of oh, the shit. <laughs> from the side of the airplane, and has creamed into the ground next that to the is airplane. Not, is what that what supposed want? to happen? Yeah, it's not supposed to happen. Uh, at which point they were like, "Look, flight's going to be delayed." Good, evidently. Yeah, yep, good. Yeah, yeah you good, hope they good. wouldn't take off with the single wing. Yep. <laughs> so they transferred to the to another plane. That plane took off. They got back to the spot where they were landing. It was quite successful. And he said, when they landed, even he clapped a little bit yeah so i think the reason people clap on a large airline is because back when we're all young and broke we all travel on budget airlines <laughs> and it is a genuine it is a genuine little bit of a we actually made it this time sort of yeah. sensation and maybe that behavior just carries on into our more mature Qantas emirates life yeah potentially just uh I, 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 we've got on the topic of planes now and it's just reminded me of another story of a mate of mine uh for his 21st uh, we went skydiving, me, him, a couple other of his mates, all decided, you know what, let's go skydiving for, you, for his 21st. Up until this point, my mate had never been on an airplane of any type. So literally the first airplane he went on 
He never experienced a landing. He jumped out of it. I was going to say he's yeah. got he's got he's got sixty percent. He's got sixty six percent of all of the airplane experiences you can have as a civilian. Yeah, but yeah. he's not take he's off, not done the cruising. most common two. Yeah, the most common two is take off and land. He's got yeah. take off and skydive. Yeah, that's right. Taken off in the plane and landed on the feet. Yeah, so I uh, we went down to Melbourne later that year, a few of us, and uh, I congratulated him when we landed of uh, experiencing his first his landing. His first successful <laughs> Yeah. It just gave me a question in my head then is I, I would love to see the ratio of a paratrooper's career of how many planes have landed versus how many they don't oh, land. Actually, you know what? That would be actually interesting. The raw numbers like it really because you fly be. to the deployment zones and land, obviously, but then on missions you're jumping. So I, I want to yeah. know the ratio of completed jumps to non-completed jumps of a paratrooper's life. That's actually got me thinking now. That's a good question. because The, 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 the phrasing non-completed jumps to me didn't imply that you didn't jump it implied that you didn't survive the jump <laughs> successful. you didn't successfully complete it because you splatted a non-successful landing successful jump yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> somehow I think the that jump can only happen well. once the jump went exceedingly well yes. <laughs> well that's the thing a jump can never go truly wrong no unless you never hit the ground now there's a broad area of good hitting the ground and bad hitting the ground but if that body at some point does connect with the ground, the jump is at least to some percentage a successful jump. Now, if that body never touches the earth again, if at some point as it's falling, it's hit by another plane, at which point it then dings off a jet, off a satellite in its stratosphere, <laughs> that is an unsuccessful jump. It's an incredible series of events, yeah. but that is the only unsuccessful jump. I feel like now we've got to see that happen at some point. <laughs> Get yeah, Red, like, Red Bull will do it. Yeah. Red Bull does shit like that all the time. I was time. literally <laughs> about to say Red Bull because it reminds me of the bloke that jumped from space. Yeah. <laughs> Get I, him on the phone Yeah, and now we want him to jump Invert. into space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's actually very an interesting point that, uh, you know, to actually think of the paratroopers uh, sort of ratio of la of takeoffs versus landings. <laughs> it's like if, if you died, like a, a video game statistics page pops up, like when you die, giving you like, well, I was about to say, th the first thing that popped into my head was kill death spree from like Halo or Call of Duty. I went, hopefully. Hopefully it's zero <laughs> point. Yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah. negative one. Yeah. Is that the correct I answer? I hope so. I'm negative, not good at maths. Yeah. Negative one because you don't really want to have any kills. Yeah. <laughs> you just want the single death. <laughs> You'd hope. <laughs> Depends on who you Unless are, you I guess. Like Unless they had a column for sort of fantasized about killing and then conversion rate. Yeah. But I was going <laughs> to say, what stats would you guys like to see on the page? I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to say, I hate to be the dude who always talks about death. <laughs> but when you die, wouldn't it be cool if you got like a highlight reel and a stats board? So I'm glad you brought yeah. it up. Okay. That would be great. Now, I said this last week. I think about this. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that's heard the previews online will yeah. we'll already be up to speed on, on Jack's sort of perspectives. Right on up my alley of thought processes. <laughs> so I would like to see a breakdown of all, all the poos I've done in categories of <laughs> ease and enjoyment all the way through to the ones where I actually reached out for, for God's support. <laughs> I'd love a spreadsheet of that. I think that, that <laughs> would be brilliant. We talk in total mass. No, like, I just <laughs> like stats. Stats that are hard to quantify, but but because it's it's you're after their scoreboard, anything's possible. Uh, somehow, if I could have a calculated scale of like you had forty six thousand A plus, like <laughs> S tier came out good. You felt good. The flush went well. The toilet paper was good. The, like the, I was gonna say, the elusive, the elusive ghost, the ghost, the, the ghosty. Yes, like you could just 
you got one. Yep. Just you can pull them up. Done. The Don't even need it. The minute, no paper. Job. Nothing. Yeah. Other stats I'd love to see is all the times I farted and thought I got away with it, but all the times I didn't. And then I would like to have a profile on all the people who caught me, <laughs> and then the ones who went on to say something about it and those who didn't. See, I told you, I think about this all the time. I'm not kidding. You have put a lot of does. thought into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, you've been preparing all your life for this moment. It, well, it's inevitable. <laughs> I, I know you're yes. going on the. You're going on the if, I'm going on the when. <laughs> and it's more of an improv approach to my death is the yes and. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. yes and approach. Okay, since the trailer um, went out, I've accepted that I probably will die, yes. I would like a really, really brutal breakdown of my actual music tastes and and my honest favourite song. So even though I'm a lifelong metalhead and hardcore person and this band here is my favourite band of all time, I'd love to see on the scoreboard where it's like, yeah, and you thought it was actually Fergalicious. You that came out at number one of all time. <laughs> it's like an ultimate Spotify wrapped of your life. Basically. Yeah, pretty much. But for, for but for everything, I'd like to see yeah. all like the amount of times I went for the handshake, they went for the fist bump, and we connected. Yeah, those yes. sort, those are the stats I want to see. What do you want to see? I don't know. I was, one of the ones I thought would be like, how many people total have I ever interacted with? That'd be an interesting. Yeah, because there's like, what percentage of the world did you? Yeah, meet? yeah, exactly. And, and and how much of the world did I have an impact on? So like you know you just like cut someone off on the street or something like when you're <laughs> freaking driving, and he's just like that ruined his day, and he still remembers that. I have no idea, but imagine that like there's people around the world that you've interacted with in some way. And you get like a little bit of a, I don't know, a highlights reel of that or something. That'd be interesting. I do like the idea of minor minor things you can do that have a significant impact on the thoughts of the people around mm, you. Because I used yeah. to do something like this very commonly, which was whenever I was at an event that had many people drinking in the same environment, I like to get a little bit naughty when I drink. And sometimes I like to take things that aren't mine. <laughs> but I also don't like the responsibility of being a thief. I have a guilty conscience. So what I like to do is I like to take pool balls and put them in unattended handbags. <laughs> <laughs> and I like to think <laughs> I like to think that my habit of taking a pool ball and putting it in someone's bag. Now I've committed an act of crime there by stealing. Kleptomania Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so it's in the handbag and then they leave with it and here's here's what happens so that that small interaction i reckon my numbers are above average on this uh, because of my, well, my recent I can't behavior think of, i can't think of anyone else that's ever done oh, that. no of minor interactions that have oh, taken a significant sorry. portion of someone's life because yeah. then they go home and i'm not i'm not a person who lives a life with a handbag but i assume Normally, when someone comes home with a handbag after a long night of drinking with a kebab in one hand, the handbag just gets tossed. Mm. Yes. So it's not normally until a day or two later that the person accesses the handbag, <laughs> discovers a mystery pool ball, therefore sparking a very, very long and serious look back of the last 48 hours of their existence. <laughs> when did I get trying, the pool ball? Trying to figure out where in their life they had the pool ball. And the, my favorite part about this behavior is I know when 100% of occasions... If that person is dating a man, he has copped the blame for it in every single case. Brent, I know you put another pool ball in my handbag. You need to stop that every single time. Oh, dear. Now, just touching on what you sort of were talking about before, where you were sort of thinking about what impacts you might have had on people. Yeah. I want to go in a slightly different direction to that. And I want to say that if I was looking 
at sort of what influences I had on the on the earth in my lifetime. I think I would like to see where I've spent money and and how that has affected local or international economies. Oh yeah, I can tell you right now, I've single handedly kept Manulog afloat some weeks. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so have What I. businesses have I affected single-handedly menu log? Mm. <laughs> You've supported their growth in our local Absolutely. region. <laughs> but I thought, yeah, that, that'd be kind of interesting to see where I've spent money and how that money has been used and where it's been circulated to and how it has affected other economies. Yeah, interesting. I do like that. I very much like that sentiment because as much as I've made jokes about it, mm. it would be nice to kind of get the sentimental look back on... Yeah. It'd be nice to have like the raw data of all the times you genuinely were in love. Mm. Having stats like that would be nice to look back on. Yeah. Getting a nice little package of all the first kiss you had with those partners. Mm. All those things would be lovely to look back on too. Absolutely. And and I know I'm making a weird juxtaposition between like quality of poops and quality of partners, but (laughs) all the information about your own life would be fascinating to, especially from an objective viewpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Even down to things like how many times did my heart beat? How many breaths did I take? How many yeah. how many kilometers have I walked? Yeah, yeah. How like many actually, kilometers yeah. off like that? Or even Ooh. like how many sets of shoes did I burn through? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or uh, a showcase of, you know, potentially meaningful or even not all that meaningful events or actions that I've forgotten about. Yeah, the list of all the things you've forgotten. Yeah, would be fascinating. That's, that's long. Uh, I can tell you. <laughs> I don't know what's on it, but I know what's going to yeah, be long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be? I would love to know which ones I'd be fascinated that I had forgotten to be like, oh, I never thought I'd forget that. A list yeah. of all the times you said yeah. to yourself in the moment, I'm never going to forget this. Yeah. And then did. But then, and then you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And 30 years down the track, you've got no idea that it, that even happened anymore. Or you said that. That would be, uh, yeah, that would be really, really interesting. It is my only nervousness about doing a podcast at this age and hopefully having it continue on for a number of years is there is so much in our lives that we naturally are blessed to forget that it isn't important. We are making this a record is, yeah, of all the things record. that we will never, <laughs> never be allowed to forget for we'll the rest a, of our lives. We'll have an audio record of all the stupid things we've ever said. We have. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> that just reminds me of, uh, we won't get too far into it, but failed podcast ventures of myself and Tom from a few years ago that you listen back to and go, oh my goodness, that Can, isn't an embarrassment. So I have a question and I'm not going to reveal the name of the show, but... <laughs> If there's a listener out there with uh, itchy fingers, could they still find that online? And if the answer I is no, I why not? Don't believe it still exists online. They could. There are copies of it out there in the world with others. We must find those not people. Not only in my own possession, which I think I stored on a hard drive somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> It might be quite a fun segment, actually, Let in hindsight, to, uh, we can do a to review. bring that up. We yeah. can do a review. We can do a, a review of oh, what would it have been like 15 and 16-year-old Tom for the very first one? Well, for the very first one, yeah. 15, we were, we, me, were, we were very, very young. Year 10, I think it was at school. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we, I think we I was were, 15. I think you were 16. We were very, very young. Didn't have any idea what we're doing. We probably still don't now. But My, my voice was about 13 octaves higher than it is currently. So, Jack, coming round again to to the the original subject of Valentine's Day, I think you had uh, another sort of related subject in mind for that as well, didn't you? I do. I also found a news article around Valentine's Day, and I think mine is far more romantic than the behaviour displayed in yours, Tommy. (laughs) So, mine... The bar's already been set very low. Mine is from NPR, and it says, For Valentine's Day, the Bronx Zoo 
let you name a roach after your sweetheart. Oh, I uh, think that's quite good. Yeah, yeah. Look, honestly, I'd take it. That's so sweet. Now, I don't, I don't want anyone sitting at home to imagine a normal cockroach because that would be a disrespectful form of affection. <laughs> this here, the roach in name. Is a Madagascar hissing roach. And these things are gigantic. Oh, yeah, they're like, huge. Yeah, they're huge. That sounds fancy. They make a disgusting noise. I hate insects and bugs. So this would be cause for a breakup if someone was to buy this gift for me. <laughs> I think so. I feel like we need to get ourselves a uh, a roach a roach podcast mascot now for uh, for Jack. I'd hate it. I'd hate it's it. It's perfect. I'd keep though. it. You'd keep it. I'd keep it. There I'd have go. like gift guilt, but I, I'd hate it. Yeah. Oh man, we're going with this. It costs fifteen dollars. Worth it. Totally fifteen dollars. Totally worth it. If you guys named a roach after me, that'd be that. I'd on I'd accept that. But we're not romantically involved at this point in time. We're not that your partners are aware of. Not that they're aware <laughs> of. Not that they're aware of. Uh, <laughs> if they are going to listen to this, well, yeah, uh, yeah. Just take my uh, take my word that nothing's going on. Nothing yet. There. Okay. What? No, I don't know if that's a yes. Jack. We'll just uninterlock our toes, David. Yeah, we probably should do that. <laughs> I want to talk about bad gifts for occasions. Christmas is an occasion. Valentine's Day is an occasion. Easter, yep. birthdays. What is an inappropriate or a bad gift that you've ever received? One that I've ever received? Or you know of someone receiving. So, yeah, it's kind of neither of what you're saying, whether it's something that I've personally received or given or somebody else that I know, but rather a sort of a concept that I've thought up in my mind. So you guys are familiar with the sort of age-old adage that all the parents tell their kids, you know, oh, if you're naughty all year, you're going to get a lump of coal from Santa. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's quite familiar with that. Definitely heard that one before. Now, Absolutely. That was like the ultimate threat to you as a kid, right? It's up there. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty frightening when you're a kid. Now, as a full-grown adult, is that slightly more severe a threat if you're somebody that's like a hardcore advocate of clean energy? Uh, yeah. When you phrase it like that, yes. If yeah. you'd left the question open-ended, I'd say, no, that's a great deal. Cole's worth heaps of money. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> that's right. Tell me about it. So... I uh, actually have given my family members coal for Christmas. Like 100%. So for those that don't know, I actually do work in the coal mining industry. Arsehole. And uh, as a result of that, I had access to coal. And so I thought, you know what? This would be quite a funny gift to give uh, the family. I'll uh, give them a little box. I made it look all nice and fancy. I got little gift box things, wrapped them all up, made it look all nice. They opened it up and it was coal inside. None of them ever spoke to you again. No. They disowned me, which is fair, to be honest. Out of curiosity, the amount of coal you gave, what would the monetary value of that have been? Because I made the joke about coal being worth Careful, this money. could incriminate him. But I I have no idea of how much coal's actually worth. Currently? Ooh. Like, well, what's a kilo? Could you be ki- charged I could for theft? Te- I could tell you what a ton of hard coking coal, the stuff that we produce at the mine that I work at, is worth currently. Yeah, cool. Uh, about 430 US dollars a ton. That is significantly higher than it usually is. It doesn't I sound don't really much, want, yeah. but I also know that you guys are producing an absolute shit ton. Uh, there's a bit of those coals. Yeah. There's now, a bit. here's an ethical question, right? Given that you work in a coal mine mm. and you did take coal from there. Yes. Is that some sort of small time embezzlement? Possibly. Could we get him crimin- criminally charged? Yeah, if you keep could. talking, Thomas. 
<laughs> yeah, you know what? If they want to come after me, there, you say, could we possibly intimate that you could get in trouble? It's like, yeah, man, you're nailing it right now. Keep it up. <laughs> somebody, somebody, call the police. Yeah, look, it was uh, a negligible amount. A negligible amount. Yeah, a of couple course. of lumps. Honestly, of it'd be interesting though to work it out. I, I, you'd be able to work it out. Obviously, I told you what the price is per ton. Could have weighed what I told. I've just, it's but, you never hear the price of coal. Discuss. Yeah. Everybody knows it's no. a valuable resource. But, it, but it is, you know, but it isn't. In like, the country, you get live export prices yeah. of cattle. Everyone knows yeah. what a barrel of fuel is because it affects our daily lives. But the general punter wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, coal's worth about this much on yeah. average. It's only I know it because I work in the industry. So that, that's the only reason I know. So that's your. Yeah, that's it. That's your coal Christmas stories. You've given coal. Yeah. You're saying getting coal as an environmentalist would be a terrible present. It would mm. probably be pretty horrendous and full on. My terrible gift is something that was given to me. Or when I say given to me, it's something that numerous people in my family have experienced over many years. I have seven cousins. Yeah. I'm one of seven cousins. There's a bunch of us. And bless our dear grandmother's soul. She decided about eight years ago, the easiest way to give gifts to all her grandchildren would be to give them gift cards. Most people would buy seven gift cards a year give them out once a year. My grandmother is a very efficient lady. So about eight years ago, she bought about uh, 300 gift cards. Yeah, I see. I think I see <laughs> where this $20 is going. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They all expire after you. So we yep. in my family have been getting dead <laughs> iTunes and JB Hi-Fi uh, gift cards oh, no. for years. But this is the best part about it. So there's the dud gift cards that we get, but she only gives out six a year and there's seven of us. So every year, and we call it the lotto, <laughs> one of us wins the lotto and you get given a Lynx Africa body shower oh. kit. Oh. The classic. Yeah, it's a classic. I remember getting that as a kid. That's just the go-to. The year, classic. I was going to say as a kid, no, I think I got that as a, you know, 13, 14 year old, but I probably actually needed it. Like, you know, you get a bit stinky. Someone's implying something if they're giving you that. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that is the, the constant types of, Gifts that are given in our family, <laughs> dead cards or busted up shower gel. Yeah. Does someone end up explaining to her that they do expire after a certain period of it's time? It's not worth it. Yeah. It's the sentiment it's never behind worth the gift, it. right? It is. In that it's case, it. it's like, you know, it's she means like, well. Oh, sweet. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things that's like, you know what? Thank you. Yeah. It's it's better not to have an argument. It's at a point blank just gone. Grandma, what the fuck? Well, it, yeah. And like, there's... If they could comprehend that the gift cards would have expired, they would have comprehended in the 86 years. I'm going to put this one as slightly out of reach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to more topics now, Jacko, I think you had another direction in which you wanted to go to. Um, if, is that right? That is absolutely right. The Winter Olympics are on. The Summer are. Olympics yes. were on last year. As an Olympics fan, if we could kind of get an agreement going on that we could have that every time, one after the other, that would be awesome. I've not watched either of them. They're great. I don't, yeah. Are you familiar with the I'm concept? I'm familiar with the concept. Familiar with the concept? I, I just, for some reason, Summer Olympics last year, I just don't know why. I was like, I did, I realized it was on. I went, oh, I, and I didn't end up watching any of it. The Winter Olympics has been the same. I went, oh, it's on? Oh. It also turns out that whenever the Olympics are on, I normally go through, or there is something tragic going on that requires, or has given me the opportunity to watch a lot of TV. So 2010... I had appendicitis and I was in hospital and the Olympics were on and last Ugh. year I was working from home in lockdown. So I had plenty yeah, of time. Okay. Yeah. Plenty, of, plenty time of time to watch the Olympics. Olympics. It just it just yeah. directly correlates to disaster for you, doesn't it? It does. Mm. 
However, there's lots of sports that are very valid being in the Olympics. Things like archery, that's mm. very valid. Mm. Yep. Things like foot races, absolutely valid. Yep. There are certain things in there that aren't as sporty, but I don't want to have a dig on what's in there because anyone who gets to the Olympics yeah. is an absolute champion in my 100%. Eyes. It's a huge achievement. But what sports should be in the Olympics? Now, I'm going to go on a bold footing, and I don't want to name a sport. I'm going to say all the sports that are currently in the Olympics should be in there, but there must be a category for every single person to be on steroids while they're doing that sport. Yeah, okay. But I want when... So just completely... So are we talking... In the same level as the current Olympics, or you talk, you're talking like a whole new, whole new Olympics, Paralympics, steroid, yep, steroid Olympics, Olympics, juiced Olympics, yeah. But what the look on your face is, you've fatally misunderstood what I've said. I didn't say every competitor must be on steroids. I said every one, which you're means talking every judges, every referee, cameraman. every cameraman, every <laughs> attendee, every oh, person. Oh, 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 you go. Juice. They just juice you up before you go it's into the juicing. stands. We blow, uh. we blow the dust off stereo. Yep. yep. We give it some five nice coloured rings. Yep. We get the boys. <laughs> we get the girls. Yep. And like, I mean everyone. I'm talking horses with 12 packs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. yep. Yeah. No, that'd be so interesting. So that's yeah? one thing I'd like to see. The I Juice just, Olympics. If the motto of the Olympics is faster, higher and stronger... I say... That's a Daft Punk song, isn't it? Yes. And I believe Kanye West sampled it too. Yeah. If the whole point of the Olympics is to see humans truly at their best, and I don't want to speak for a lot of people out there, but sometimes humans are truly at their best when they're on heaps of drugs. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just saying, until we've given it an opportunity to flourish, to show. Yeah. How do do we know? How do we know it's not great? Javelin. But he throws it three towns over to where the <laughs> next Olympics is being held. Like, or I'd like to see golf brought to the Olympics. But golf isn't a sport. Yeah. And if anyone out there who plays golf and you think you're playing a sport, you're not. And that's okay. But it's not a sport. Unless on every hole there is some form of wild, dangerous, predatory animal. <laughs> hole one with the water feature, alligators. Very hungry. Mm. Awesome. Mm. Very fascinating. Hole two. Take the pressure off a little bit. Mountain lion. Different to predator. Hole seven. Full of snakes. Yeah. Just different oh. dangerous animals. Yeah, that one would the give last me the hole. heebie-jeebies. When you got to go in and grab the ball, it's got to be like, you know, funnel webs, red backs, all of them just living in that hole. Yeah, it's like fear yeah. factor, but yeah. with golf in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. And the potential for actual death. Mm. So... On the topic of, you know, your like juiced up Olympics, I, I sort of yeah. was thinking the almost kind of the opposite that in order to <laughs> in order to truly understand how good these athletes are, they need to be compared to a baseline. You have the normal dude. You have yeah, the, the man right. from the exactly. stands. You know, you just, you think about like, you know, the basketball game where they'll pick a random seat in the stadium and just call someone down to take shots from the th- middle of the That's uh, court. That's great. Just call someone from the stadium. You've got to run the marathon now. Like <laughs> I like that. I yeah. like that. But here's the thing. It gets very horrific when we start to look at things like boxing. boxing. You've got got Brad who rocked up to the Olympics with 14 beers and you have Anthony Joshua who is 88 kilos of of pure murder in front of him. Like, (laughs) It's all all well and good until it's like, 
And he was ne- he's well well how what's dad's story from the Olympics? Well, he eats from a straw now. And he fucking had Look, to volunteer for boxing. I'm surprised when the little lady thought of it that way. Him. Fencing would be horrible. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. I was more thinking this, you know. You see someone run 100 meters. You're saying Bolt runs 100 meters world record time and old mate's like 30 seconds behind him still struggling to get. Have you seen the footage of one of, it wasn't an Olympic meet, but it was an athletics meet and there was a cameraman running next to them. Yeah. And he ended up beating all the competitors in the race. He stayed out in camera with a camera on his back. He ended up beating them and the footage was incredible too. It was great. It was really yeah, well shot. I have he's seen the, that. He's the real MVP of the whole thing, isn't he? But yeah. Can you just imagine that though? Being called out in the middle of the stadium, just to the middle, you just got to throw a shot put. You got to what throw would a your event be that you're sitting in the grandstands Ooh. hoping? Hoping. Yeah, you're Ooh. sitting there. Okay, we're That's at the Olympics. We're at the Olympics. The camera goes on. It's not kiss cam. It's it's compete cam. Yep. You have to come on down. What are you going for? I am totally. I, I always wanted to have a go at clay target shooting. That's a good one. I would, I would hands yeah. down give that a crack. In are my, we, in my steroid Olympics, it's real like, pigeons, but they're on steroids too. <laughs> <laughs> are we, are, am, I, am I allowed to pick a sport that I think I would be not necessarily Olympic level, but decent at? Like, go for you it. Know, mountain biking. I could probably, well, the, I could probably the, make it down the course. Mountain biking. The question biking, was, like, what sport do we want in the Olympics? So, if there's a sport that you want yeah, in the Olympics and yeah. then want to be picked for, I'll take it. Yeah, That's worth like, it. I think. I think mountain biking I could probably get picked for and I'd, I'd make it down, I reckon. Yeah, it, get it even more extreme. Get even more extreme and, 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 you know, instead of snowboarding, take your mountain bike down that snowy slope. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I've seen bike, like, with skis on the front of them Maybe before. attach a bike to a snowboard. Ooh. Now, here we go. Summer and Winter Olympics. There you go. Combine the lot. Yeah, stop yeah. wasting time. We'll do it all at once. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I don't know. You reckon you'd balance pretty well on a, on a bike clip to a snowboard? Look, I have never snowboarded, but from the fact that I can't surf and I can't really ride a skateboard, I'm probably not going to be very good at snowboarding. Boys, I think we've just invented a new sport. I think. I almost think I should give it a go. Mountain, mountain bike snowboarding. Can we let, make that happen? Let us know if you want us to go to a snow trip and see me try and ride a snowboard on my mountain bike. Hell, let, let's just see us all do it. I'm going to break my neck, but it's going to be totally worth it. Yeah. Oh, we'll end the show because only one person will make it down. <laughs> Back to a little previous question. Yeah. I think for me, with no real sporting skills whatsoever, I reckon I could probably do okay at badminton. The yeah. shuttlecock doesn't move yeah. insanely quick. Ooh, I don't know. They do. Oh, Compared to ping like pong. I'm comparing to ping, ping pong. Ping pong, yes. But they do some crazy wild or stuff. Oh, geez. The table tennis is volleyball. crazy. Beach volleyball. Yeah. Beach volleyball. I think that looks like a great time. I don't, I th- have, I don't have the body for beach volleyball. That's my I problem. Don't, no, I don't either. It'd be uh, horrific to watch. <laughs> all the same, though. I think, <laughs> I think we've, okay. all, you know, we've all had you know, volleyball experience from you know, school physical education. So yeah. let's oh, just the take country that town I used to live in used to block off one of the main streets in the middle of the country, fill it up with sand and do a beach volleyball weekend. Well, there you go. You're more qualified than us. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. We never did it on sand. It was always on the uh, the grass or something. Yeah. Not cool enough for probably, sand. Yeah, it's probably not for the probably not for the cool kids. I don't know. Yeah. I think MMA should be in the Olympics. I think that would be cool. Mm, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. That, that would actually be worthwhile seeing, I think. They have a lot. They used to have a lot of weird stuff in the Olympics. It used to not only mm. be sport. There used to be like a gold medal for architecture. Really? Yeah, oh, actually. Yeah, yeah the Olympics I've, used to have really interesting stuff in them. I seem to recall hearing something about that. Yep, and um, 
like uh, for fruit growing and like farm produce and agriculture, there were medals and competitions. Mm. It was really strange. The Olympics, as we know it, is a relatively recent thing. We, oh, I mean, we, even if though, if you go all the way back to like you know Greece or wherever it was invented, I'm pretty sure Greece. It was Greece. Um, they were all. It was all the dudes. They were all naked doing it. It was the you know they'd be all running. That it'll be doing jumping, javelining. It was wrestling. it was war training. It was yeah. supposed to be it was a representative yeah. of what we do to get ready for it's, war. Uh, yeah, very different. So the original Olympics was a discus throw, which was to mirror sort of shield arming, a javelin throw for mirroring the javelin, a foot race for fitness and running, and wrestling for hand to hand combat. And they were the original yeah. ones. Yeah. Um. And they they competed either mostly naked or they were wearing like a little ceremonial leather thong thing, jock strap. So you'd they hope, weren't full nude. You'd hope for the running they were wearing they were, something. They were tied down. Yeah. <laughs> they had the seatbelt on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got to protect the jewels. But I think that's what well you know what makes the modern Olympics so good is that is is that you know it's a very fluid sort of uh sort of concept and and it does explore a lot of different potential areas to showcase people's abilities. Yeah, it's like they added skateboarding or something last year. And it was awesome. And And it was was really good. And I remember it was like, there was a bunch of real young kids, like 12, 13, 14 year olds competing in it. It was the Mm. least athletically looking group of Olympians ever. They looked like a bunch of stoners, definitely. And it was so cool. Uh, Speed rock climbing was the first time in there. And actually, I did see some clips from that, actually. That was heaps of fun. Yeah. That was pretty hectic. Uh, They also had karate. I remember seeing one though. Surfing. The, the, the chick was like basically at the top and slipped like oh. millimeters away. She basically leapt up to try and hit the little uh, bell at the top or whatever they're hitting. And it was like millimeters away. That'd be devastating. Oh, that'd be shattering. Yeah. Yeah, that close. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I really feel for her on that one because you'd, like you said, within millimeters of it, mm. you were in millimeters of that goal. Mm. You've worked so hard to get to that point. Actually, I also just, I remember seeing the, uh, the story from the Olympics. I, now that I've said I didn't watch any of it, I have recall now seeing a fair number of clips about the two high jumpers that decided to share the gold medal as well. Oh, that was last year. yeah, that was really cool. One was an Italian man, and I can't remember where the other one is from. Uh, yeah, I can't. remember, I remember watching it, and I teared up because yeah. I remember they yeah. they they realized that they were basically both of them had got the highest jump. They were like, both of them had made a fail at an attempt yeah. higher, and it was either we do a count back, yeah. or you make a reattempt. And they, one of them made a suggestion of, is it legally possible that we split it? And the Olympic Committee was like, oh, that's completely fine yeah. if you both agree to it. And they just shook hands, just, they shook just it, like that. They shook they hands. Didn't even need, hung- they didn't even need to discuss it. They both shook hands. Just, I believe uh, their history is a lot more connected as well. So I think they were training partners or they'd done academies. They, they're say, lifelong friends at that and level lifelong of, competitors. If you're probably at that level of sport, you probably do know the guys yeah. you're competing with fairly well. Yeah. I so think. I've got it in front of me. Yeah. So the uh, one of the gentlemen in question was Italian. Uh, yep. The other one was Qatari. Qatari. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it does mention that they were quite good friends. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a really, really moving moment to see that. It was really good sportsmanship. The mm-hmm. Olympics mm-hmm. is... One of the few things that the majority of the world still gets together to do that yes. does seem like it is an inherent positive. Yeah, I get so excited. They're a lot of fun. There's a build up. You know, you get the the host city doing all its cultural things like that. You get to watch athletes competing in sports that aren't normally televised. Yeah. Most of the sports in the Olympics aren't weekly watches 
for people unless you're directly involved in that sport. Yeah. Like, yes, yes. We never watch surfing oh, or equestrian. Shooting's never on the telly. But when yeah. the Olympics are on, you get exposure to hundreds of mm. sports and athletes. And it's just great because every commentator is a person who's involved in the sport. It's awesome. Yeah. And That's, everyone sitting on the couch at home suddenly becomes an expert at it. Oh yeah, like, yeah. That's oh, right. yeah. Oh, I know so much about gymnastics. Yeah, oh, oh, she, had, she, she had a little stumble just there. I don't think she's going to get the goal. I think then oh, she's going to have a couple of half, half off a point that off that one. And too much chalk. Yeah, you're sitting there just covered too in much like, chalk. You're sitting there covered in your Dorito chips, judging them, going, "That wasn't good enough." <laughs> the good old armchair expert. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's it. You know, at the same time, it all it is also really heartwarming to see. For the most part, the amount of camaraderie there is between people and the amount of supportiveness there is between athletes. Mm. Yeah, it's nice. It really does bring out the best in people. So we've talked a fair bit about the Olympics now. You know, these athletes at the top of that game, the uh, embodiment of health. I want to swing it the other way and talk about unhealthiness because uh, Jack brought up something quite interesting a little bit earlier. Um, do you want to ask us that question again, Jack? I can. You came to the studio with KFC earlier. I did. It was very, very tasty. KFC I want to make it very beautiful. clear. You ordered way too much. I did. And then <laughs> for the 15 minutes that you eat it, I watched you offer a significant amount of it to Thomas. And <laughs> anybody who out is listening, I want to make it very clear that I was offered nothing. Nothing. I I feel bad now. That oh, I don't care. Up. I'm so full. <laughs> I'm so full. Is, I feel like there was something mentioned that you'd already had food, and that's yeah, why yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Like, you brought it up, and I went, "Ooh." No, no, you walked, there no, was that moment in my he, head. I he was like, the moment you walked in and you trod on my menu log bag for uh, lunch. That's, <laughs> that's it. Subconsciously, I went, yeah. "Jack's already yeah, eaten. He's clearly <laughs> he's good. No, no, sitting no, there covered no, in crumbs. It's just because you're an asshole. It is also that. No, but the question is. What is the best fast food chip? Oh, the reason I've asked yeah. this is everybody has fast food preferences. The one connecting factor between the majority of fast food restaurants is the fried potato. Mm. Yep. Who does it the best? Why is it the best? And which one can fuck right off? Now, for the, for the purposes of this talk, for those that are listening right around the world, because we do get downloads from, from various points in the world, we we're, gonna, we're going to... Well, there has been a further trailer. Oh, Excellent. Uh, so I think what we're going to focus on here just for prefacing is that it's going to be examples from the Australian market. Now, before we get into it, I will just say for anybody, anybody that doesn't know what Hungry Jack's is, it's Burger King, but Australian. Same thing. For copyright reasons. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting one, Jack. Um, there's some, a lot of good chips out there. I... Ooh. Guzmini Gomez is up there. I'm going to go bold out front. So, I was going to say, I don't, I've, oh, I've not had Guzmini you're Gomez. You're wrong. I've it, not had them. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I decided I, on what you were about to say. Yeah, and you were going to tell them. me they weren't good. I hate them. I apologize. I hate them because I've not had them. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah. I can respect that opinion. Mm. It's a well thought out. Yes. Well-rounded judicious I, argument. I hate it because I don't understand it. <laughs> Now, no, I, but <laughs> so uh, the the first the first one that popped in my head, oh, there was two, but the first one that popped in my head first was Schnitz. Yes, they're really good. Yes, and I thought I didn't actually count on you uh, actually bringing this one up, and I'm actually quite annoyed that you've stolen my well, sunshine on this. Okay, because the other one that I was going to compare it to, though, it's a local a fr local franchise, Wollongong and Fig Tree only, Chico's. They do some pretty bloody good chips. 
I disagree. Ooh, I know. You, you had that pause and I looked at you <laughs> and I went, he's going to say he doesn't like these chips. Well, first of all, Ooh. I've never had a schnitz chips. You well, need you to. You need to. Honestly, they probably coat them in like dusting They're, of heroin because they, they are, are that addictive. They are more uh, addictive than heroin. Yeah. I'll try them. And I would know. I'm oh. not saying a Chico's chip is bad. When I say I disagree, I think Chico's is about par. It's about average. It's in the middle. It's mm, an acceptable okay. chip. Yeah, I wouldn't co- I wouldn't rate them as being the best. Oh. They're good, but I, I do love them. Macca's is down near the bottom for me. Except super, super fresh, crispy, covered in enough salt to kill a slug. Oh, yeah. That is when Macca's chips shine. Now, this is a gripe that I have with a lot of sort of the mainstream takeaway joints like McDonald's or you know, Hunger Jacks slash Burger King, KFC. Mm-hmm. It is very, very, it's very variable because sometimes they're on point and other times they don't quite do enough to get yeah, it there and it just tastes like the a consistency soggy to, piece of plain potato. You need to calculate that into your answer. So the reason <sighs> yes. I'm putting Maccas down the bottom is while I completely agree with yeah. you, Dave, yeah. that uh-huh. the, the fresh one is good. It's so few and far in between that I'm thinking that maybe the reason I like it so much is that I only get it once or twice a year and it just... It hits the sweet spot, yeah, so I have yeah. to put them down the bottom because they're just they're not consistent. So we're not no, we're, well, we're not right. comparing the like the, the top tier, no. the perfect chip. We're comparing the bog standard. If we were to hop in the car right now and order one large mm. fry from every place mm. we went to, what are we going to get? What's it's the average? It's hands down. Yeah, snits for both of you. <sighs> There's something about them. Yeah. I don't know. They've got a good seasoning. Are they flavored? Yeah, there's okay. a seasoning to it. It's not just a plain chip with a bit of salt. They've got their own like special seasoning on them that's unique to them. It is really good. That's why yeah. I like the Guzmini Gomez chip because it's got the chipotle salt on it. And Ooh, I okay. totally, I totally back you on that because they are really, really good. Ooh, are we? So we're talking. We 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 prefaced this saying that we were going to talk about Australian. Yes, there is one of these locations now currently in Australia. Five Guys. Yeah, their Cajun fries are really good. Haven't been yet. Yeah, no, nah, they're really good. They're Cajun fries. I first fell in love with Five Guys when we went to the US yeah. in 2015. Oh my goodness! Oh, yeah. hands down, my favorite takeaway joint when I was over there. Yeah, so real, real shout out to those boys. So but make an effort to go try Five Guys. Yeah, and the Cajun fries are good. They give you so many. That's the thing. Oh, like, heaps. They, but it's quite spicy. So it's like almost you, you finish them and you're like, my mouth's on fire a little bit from these chips. But in a good way. Love a bit of spice. Yeah. So I guess that that's one thing that people outside the show can actually have their say on as well in in the in the Discord or also on uh, any of our social media pages is what constitutes a good chip for you? Is it the, you know, do you take spice into it? Do you like spice or do you just like the pure saltiness? Or is there a special seasoning that that really really does it for you? Where up. does KFC sit on your rankings? Pretty low. Pretty low. Yeah, and like the chips that I had tonight confirmed that for me. They were soggy. They're not real salty. They are often like that. They're often soggy. Yeah, yeah. and it's just I think okay. I think it's because they seal the box. Yeah, they're they like turn, traps they turn the, the little like box lid uh, flaps down and traps the steam in. Yeah, and, and it, yeah, yeah. I think that's what does it. What about Hungry Jacks on the list or slash Burger King? Uh, well, Hungry Jacks got better. They got heaps better. They yeah. got better when they went from the thin fries to the thick fries. They got heaps yes. better. I feel like we're just, uh, just as an aside, we're really showing how unhealthy we are that we've got. Oh, we're talking about all these chips yeah. from back yonder when we're 
ate them when we were a kid and we're eating them now. Uh, yeah. Well, we've got, we've got we've got a tradie. We've got a uni graduate. We've got a uni dropout. There's been stages of our There's lives. There's a lot of right chips. Yeah. Where, where the chip has definitely been eaten. Look, it, it's, it's been a staple for all of us, I think. Yeah. I, I would say the Hungry Jack's chips have definitely gotten better. Yep. They're up there. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know if that's a global thing, but certainly in the Australian market, um, Hungry Jack's is focused on, like you said, a, a new style of thick cut chips, which really, really seem to be hitting the spot with a lot of people. The other chips that are or can be pretty damn good, and like this is probably not going to mean anything to you guys, but over in the UK, you go to your classic fish and chippy, you get your yeah. chips, they put a whole heap of them, they wrap them up in some newspaper, and you go sit down by the beach in the wind, probably in the rain, <laughs> probably in the car, and you eat them. <laughs> And you got to put a little bit of uh, malt vinegar on them, like the brown vinegar. Yeah, yeah. I will Ooh. agree with that. Yeah, Ooh. brown vinegar and chips is yes. good. Yes. Perfection. Is good? Yes. So that'll improve any chip, putting a bit of uh, vinegar on them. Now, question. Yeah. Is chicken salt a thing in the UK no. market? I didn't think it so. It definitely isn't. Now, I think really? they're missing out on something. Yeah, they are. Chicken salt is good. No, I, I, before moving to Australia, I had never heard of the concept of chicken salt. Yeah. Oh, man. You, you I really... don't even know if we even had the concept of chicken, like, Chips, as in like potato chips, crisps, as we would call them in the UK. Oh, like like chicken flavored. Yeah, chips. chicken flavor. No, didn't hmm. even have that concept. I hate them as well. Chicken flavored crisps. Oh, they're not they're, good. They're filth. I can't stand them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I, I don't even understand how they're supposed to taste like chicken. Yeah. They also, don't. chicken salt doesn't taste like chicken. No, and I don't know they where just they get these things from. Get a no, chicken. It tastes delicious, but chicken oh, it to walk does. through a pile of salt on stilts or something and get some flavor imparted or. I don't know how it tastes like. I don't chicken. know how it works, but yeah, you would definitely in coming here, in emigrating here, you were you were really introduced to something special. Mm. And for definitely all of those, upgraded the chip game. And for all of those that haven't, you know, experienced chicken salt in their lifetime, oh, for the love of God, get on it! Mm. I assume chicken salt would have been global, based on the simple premise that it's a salt, like it's not a regional delicacy that requires any form of preparation. It's just a mass produced. Like you just yeah. order it, right? I assumed it would have just been global, but I like the fact that it is kind of yeah. just this Aussie thing. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah. So I'm not opposed to it as being a little like regional secret we have because fish and chip culture is massive in the UK. Oh, and yes. oh big. Yeah. Big, very, 100%. very big. And so actually that kind of makes me curious now. And I think that people should kind of let us know, is chicken salt, a thing or is it not a thing in your region of the world because i want to see how global this is because i only, only really know when it comes to my own home market so does it exist as a thing is it commonly used in your area let us know so in terms of this episode i think that pretty much wraps up what we've got to say for this week uh, unless you guys want to add to that at all no look i think this has been fun yeah we absolutely should definitely do this again yeah, and and it, our listeners can definitely uh, be rest assured that we're going to be uploading on a regular, regular schedule. That's what we aim to do. And uh, we've had a lot of fun with this today and uh, we aim to keep it going. So thank you very, very much for joining us and uh, I hope you got a, a good bunch of laughs out of it. And uh, like I said, get onto the uh, social medias. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, Instagram, even the Discord where uh, we'll upload our links with, uh, with the current link for the discord as well uh so get on there and let us know uh your thoughts on any of the topics from today uh we'll and we'll catch you on the next episode catch ya thanks very much guys